This morning's message is different, and um, I think he ought to be my personal friend as much as I use his material, Max Licato, for this one this morning. We begin this story with Mitch driving to Clearwater, Texas in a rental car. His home is Chicago. He was in Texas on Christmas Eve. Kind of a strange day to travel. But he had a, a trip, a journey, and he had no idea what was waiting on him. As the sun was in his eyes reflecting a little bit, he pulled down the blind, the uh, visor, thank you, pulled that down with the blinds as well, but he pulled down the visor, and he also reached up and he pulled down a, a picture that was sent to his family many years ago. It was sent to his dad. There was no note. It wasn't signed, but it was a picture of a building in Clearwater, Texas. And they had had it so many years, Mitch's family has, it was hard to make out the sign. But it was the Clearwater Lutheran Church. But again, there was no note. Just the picture. So Mitch drives into town. And he was familiar somewhat with the town. He was born there. And shortly after his birth, he was, he was adopted. And after he graduated from college, he went there. And he was only there just two or three days. He was just somewhat interested in this town since he was born there. So he asked a lot of questions. But he never returned. But this day he was on a mission to find out what this, this photograph of this church might actually mean to him and his family. So he pulls up to a couple of guys just standing on the street corner. or They were just visiting, and he pulled up, and I said, Hey, can you tell me where the, the Lutheran church is? And they said, Yeah, a couple of blocks up this way, turn to your right, go two blocks, turn back to your left, and you're going to see it. So he takes their directions, and he ends up right there. Pulls into the parking place, and he was somewhat surprised because... This church was a good, solid church. It's one that had been there a long time, but it's kind of like the Methodist church over there in uh, Chillicothe. Stones, beautiful architect, just gorgeous building. And he was somewhat surprised because he thought in Clearwater, Texas, it would be falling down. Just some kind of very fragile building that maybe it was just doomed any day, but he found this structure and he said it had a beautiful sanctuary from the outside, a couple of wings for Sunday school classes, and he kind of took it all in because he was surprised at what a solid structure it was. He noticed on the left as he got out of his car a beautiful nativity scene. Didn't take it in in any detail, but he noticed that is really nice. And then on the right, it had a stone marker given the name of the church. And he walked on up the steps and uh, walked in. And he felt like they were going to be having a worship service any time. The church was decorated with the poinsettia, the greenery, and 
all of the different things you would do for the Christmas holidays. He looked around and he heard the organist playing. So he went into the sanctuary and he saw two people there, the organist and then a man doing the cleaning. And he, he addressed the gentleman that was doing the cleaning and he says, are you having an evening service? And the guy says, what? Are you having an evening service? What? Are you having an evening service? What did you say? Sarah, would you back off on that organ? I can't hear what this guy's saying. So Mitch goes over to the guy and he says, Are you having a worship service tonight? He said, Why do you ask? He says, I thought I might come to the service. And the crusty old man says, You thought you might? It's a good thing God didn't just think He might send Jesus Christ. You need to make up your mind if you're going to be here. And this guy really wanted to jump back into him. He said, you know, hey, guy, get out of my chili. But he, he cooled his jets and he says, okay, I will be here tonight if you're going to have a service. He said, six o'clock. What? Six o'clock. You wanted to know what time it started? It's six o'clock tonight. Oh, okay, I'll be here. And so he turned around to walk out, and the guy said, where are you from? I don't know, you know, somebody with a Chicago accent down there in Clearwater, Texas might give you away. So they ended up talking about where he was from. And he says, why are you here? You can tell, Joe's not a bashful guy. He says, why are you here on Christmas Eve? He says, well, I've got business to do. On Christmas Eve? Yes, yes, I'm a newspaper reporter, and I've got an assignment in Dallas, Texas. He said, on Christmas Eve? Shouldn't you be with your family? He says, yes, on Christmas Eve, and he tried to change the subject. He says, without your wife? He said, yeah. The guy pointed at his fingers. And you could see where it was real white. He had taken the ring off as he left for the airport. You see Mitch and his wife Meg, they'd had an argument leading up to this time that he would catch that airplane to Texas. They'd been on pins and needles, they'd been picking at each other, and finally, a couple of days before he left town, it just blew up. She says, I thought you were going to work less. He says, I thought you were going to nag me less. So he got an airplane ticket and took off. She says, I think we need some space. So he went early. And he had the curiosity about this church, and he had for years and years. So he's carrying some luggage as he goes into this town. And then he goes over to the nativity scene. And as he got closer and closer to that nativity scene, it's the most beautiful nativity scene he's ever seen. He thought it might just be something that in Clearwater, Texas, they'd put up out of cardboard or something. 
but this is solid wood. And the details are so immaculate. And he's on his knees inside the nativity scene looking at Jesus Christ and he hears a voice and he jumps because the guy says, pretty nice, isn't it? He jumps up, he was startled, hit his head and then turns around and there's Joe. Joe has his gloves on and his big coat. He says, pretty nice, isn't it? He says, my, that is gorgeous. He said, yeah, Mr. Otto Claw, Otto Claw is the man that built that. Really? Such details. He said, yeah, he had an accident with his wife and his daughter, and his wife died. And he had such a guilt feeling, this was self imposed penance for him. He had spent almost a decade carving every little detail in it. The eyes were very dominant. The fingers, you could see the knuckles, you could see the fingernails, all the details. The lashes of Mary, you could even see that. The little baby, such details on the child. So beautiful. And he said, Mr. Autobahn said, if you lift that blanket up, you'll see an indenture of a heart on the Christ child's heart. He said that cross on his heart used to be a bright red cross, scarlet heart. People in the church really didn't like the idea of Mr. Autobahn putting that on the, on the, on the child, the, the little baby Jesus. But he had done all the work. The preacher backed him, and so it stayed. Until one day, the cross and the baby were missing. When it was missing, the church put an ad in the newspaper. They put a big sign out in front asking anybody that knew where the baby Jesus was to please let them know. Let us know where the child is. And about two or three days later, the child, the holy child, was back in the nativity scene in the major. But one thing was missing, and that was that scarlet heart, excuse me, scarlet uh, cross, heart, I'm going to try it again, scarlet cross that was on his heart, that was missing. And in all these years, we've never had it again. Never seen it again. He said, did you ever find out who took it? He said, yeah, we did. Come with me. And so Mr. Autobahn goes back with Joe. They go back up into the church down a hall, and into a room. It says maintenance. And so Joe starts telling Mitch the story. He said that Mr. Audubon's daughter that survived that car wreck, 
was in another car wreck with him. Rushed her to the hospital. And she was on life support. Mr. Audubon had already lost his wife to one automobile accident. Now his granddaughter's in the same condition after another automobile accident. And he was driving both times. Both times. His granddaughter was carrying a child. They'd just known about it just a few days. And after a day or two in a coma, all of a sudden she asked, Is my baby okay? Joe jumped from his chair, got to his granddaughter's uh, bed, held her hand, and says, Yes, your baby is okay. Your baby's going to be okay. And so they embraced each other. Tears flowing down both their faces. And Joe told his granddaughter, the accident was my fault. Can you forgive me? Says, yes. I forgive you, granddad. May I have my granddaughter to hold? I want to hold my granddaughter on Christmas Day. She wasn't due for a few more days. So Mr. Audubon went across the street to the church, picked up the baby Jesus that laid in the manger, the one that he personally had carved, and rushed back to the hospital and gave his granddaughter a baby to hold as she took her last breath. So Mitch is right there with Joe. Joe has his head down, his hands clapped, clasped together. And he said, Mitch said, Whatever to the baby. Joe looked him in the eye and said, You have the eyes of your mother. Mitch knew he was adopted, but that's all he knew. So they cried. They hugged. They cried. Mitch went to his room at the hotel and he called Meg and she said, are you angry? He said, no. How could I be angry? Because as, his, as my mother told him that he had done all he could for her now he's done all he could do for me. So how can I be angry? He, she said, after a long pause, she said, how about us? 
where does that leave me? He said, as my grandfather was forgiven, I too forgive, and I asked your forgiveness of me. I'll be home on the first plane. She says, no, I've got a better idea. And so an evening very shortly thereafter, Mitch, Meg, and Joe had a dinner in Clearwater, Texas. God works in mysterious ways. There's love and there's joy in ways that you and I can't even comprehend and never really realize until it happens. Joy. Jesus Christ has brought so much joy to your life and my life. The birth of Jesus Christ, the one that we celebrate this season. And yet, as the poem says, each day, each day is a gift. So celebrate the birth of Christ, but understand the joy of his birth came in his eyes and his gift of his heart was for the redemption of all of our sins. He gave it all. And it began that first Christmas, that first Christmas morning. Dear Heavenly Father, let us always celebrate the blessings. There are trials, and there are sometimes the fog is so dense we can't even see to the curb. But dear Lord, you're there with us. You're always there. And instead of trying to cut through that fog ourselves, let us call on you, Lord. And just as the seas were parted, the fog too will be parted. And we will be able to see again with Jesus Christ. We can always see clearly. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.